Hey, what's up? Uh, so this is the first podcast. It's gonna be a little short one just to get an episode out there. Um, this is my first podcast ever, so don't judge me too hard. I just wanted to take, you know, maybe 30 minutes or so to uh, give a little rig rundown of what I use as a fly fisherman. It's about 8:35 and it's raining. It's November. 23rd um so i'd like to say that i'm no by by no means a professional but i do have my hands wet and fly fishing i i jump you know head first into it um i'd like to uh you know give a little rig rundown what i have the rods i have and how i like to use them well i'm gonna say the the first rod I used was a, a crappy, you know, $40 rod. I wasn't sure if I was wanting to invest too much money into it, so I bought one of those Crystal Lake Fluger Academy kind of deals, you know, $40 rod reel line and uh, some flies, and that'll get you started. It really will, um, but it ain't nothing like casting a, a, a fly rod that actually can load correctly and that has the flexibility um so i i, I, fit, I never fished with that i did learn how to cast off of those and then i said well i'm gonna get me another rod because i just want something a little nicer i'm a fisherman you know I, I spin fished a lot and so I would uh, rather just go ahead and pay the money for a new rod so and I do recommend this rod to today it was a very smooth casting rod believe it or not I got the Cabela cinch uh, combo as a rod and reel combo with a scientific anglers weighted forward line it was a weight uh, 5.6 reel and rod so uh, which is a good rod 9 foot it's a good all around rod for someone beginning to fish you can catch <coughs> excuse me you can catch decently good fish and small fish off of it um, I fished with that you know a couple times and I did this thing catching a tree fish and uh, I broke my leader when I did it shot the tip of the very last section of the rod shot off in the water and um, that but that rod really got me into fly fishing and understanding how to cast Um, so I recommend that rod it's about 150 bucks it's a four-piece rod GI uh, carbon blank or G1 carbon blank, I think is what it it has on it. Um, it's it's pretty smooth and it, it loads pretty good. Um, and the reel was really nice. You know, I looked at a uh, a couple of different rods in that price range. You could go with a uh, Orvis Encounter rod, which is a, I love Orvis products. I just I felt like the reel to the Cabela's rod was better. It was aluminum opposed to the, the composite uh, reel on that one. And that's what I was looking for. Also, it was my best bang for my buck. 
Also, uh, I recently brought, bought my brother a decent fly rod, and uh, he doesn't do it a whole lot, but he does fly fish with me, and um, I bought him the, the Reddington Crosswater, and he loves it. it, it, it I, you know, I've cast it, but it casts really good. So, those are some beginning rods I recommend. Um, so, when I moved up, went down, I was like, dang, I gotta get another rod because I lost my, my the tip to the end of my Cabela's rod. So, I got, um, I did the Wade Rod Company, and I love these rods. Uh, I probably, as long as they stay in business, because I think they've only been in business a couple of years, um, I love those rods. The Wade Rod Company, they also do the post fly boxes where you get the fly, you can either get a fly tying kit or they'll send you a bunch of flies and cotton decals and stuff like that. And uh, also, you or you can opt out and get the, um, where they'll send you flies and gear and stuff like that. You know. Awesome programs. Uh, I'm not sponsored by them by no means, but I do love their rods that I've used. Um, they're not super expensive, you know, like I think my uh, Freestone is a 9 foot 5 weight Freestone. It's 80 grams. It's an awesome rod. I just went trout fishing with it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it was like... I think uh, 300 bucks for the rod. I, I just took the reel off the sense rod and put it on there. They also offer a reel, and I think they run for about 279 And you can also find it. It's not really financing, I guess. I mean, it's an installment payment. They're going to take it out regardless if you have the money in your bank account or not. But it's a great rod. It really is. Like, the one I have, anybody that's casted it loves it. It's got a nice handle. It's got a nice little wood insert. Um, the double locking rings on it. It loads really good. That has black eye, uh, black snake uh, snake guides on it. It's an awesome rod. Like those guys are doing a really good are doing it justice to people that don't want to spend you know four or five hundred dollars on a sage pulse rod or something. You know. It's a it's a it's a nice rod to, to to buy any of their rods. Um, now I will be doing a video review that of that rod on on YouTube just because there's not a lot of any reviews on it. Now I've caught 12 inch rainbows with this rod. I've caught uh, uh, two three pound bass on this rod small you know bluegill and a bunch of crappie and perch and i'm not from the mountains and i don't live near the coast so it, and i fish a lot of the rivers i don't i don't fish a lot of farm ponds or lakes so this rod is awesome for me it works really good it has never let me down as and they have a good rod warranty program i think it, like why your rods under your subscription of paying on it it's like $39 plus shipping and handling and they'll try to either fix your rod or replace it <coughs> or uh, once it's out of warranty I think it's a five-year warranty on it and it's like $59 shipping and handling 
then they'll either fix it or replace replace it. So it's a really good program. Um, I don't know how long, you know, hopefully this company stays in business and hope, you know, they see like they were sold out of a lot of models of their rods here recently. So that means they're selling product and that's a, that's a company that's not really big, but they're doing it right. They're, they're helping out the consumer. It's not a rod to break your bank. I, I really stand behind my rods. Uh, I just got in today actually, and I, I can't tell you how it fish, but they also have a glass they call it the Dragon Glass, and I got the Bluegill three weight. Um, they also have a five weight and a nine and eight weight in that model. Um, I just got the three weight because I don't have a three weight, and I was looking for another another model, you know, um, to go with. And the three weight, I want to do the, you know, I have a five weight, so I figured a three weight would be the good way to go, and then like a seven or nine weight will be the next rod I buy but uh from what I can tell it uh, the glass rod I just got today unboxing it and looking at it and putting it together it's a 7.6 so it's a little smaller which is okay for these strings down here um I love it already I ain't even got a reel for it and also I will be doing a review when I get it uh is the headwaters which they are headwaters um they make bamboo rods. They do a deluxe and a victory series as their rods. Um, I haven't got one of those. Those will be another one of the rods I get because I do want a bamboo rod. And those even run from like three something to $400. Don't quote me on the prices. Um, you can also do uh, four installment plate payments with Kalara on those. I think that's how you say it. <coughs> and those are awesome rods from what I hear. Um, just as good as the $2,000 bamboo rods you buy and the quality of them are not very nice apparently those guys that are doing that and women are doing an awesome job making those rods rods um so I've got the Clark Fork uh, classic reel it it looks like an old school like vintage reel with the S on the side of it. So once I get that, I think it's coming in Monday. Um, I'll also be talking about that in a in future podcast along with my um, my bluegill dragon glass rod I just got. So those are. And I think that bluegill rod runs for about two seventy nine. And it, it, like I said, it it looks sensitive the way it, it just holds in your hand. It's it's a nice rod. Um, here in North Carolina and I think the East Coast, uh, up to Virginia, we have uh, the Great Outdoor Provision Company. That's where I get a lot of my flies, but I also get them from Orvis. In fact, when I went trout fishing last weekend that's where I got my flies and those guys are knowledgeable and they do an awesome job you know Orvis is a little bit on the high end um, for a lot of their stuff but they're a great brand and it's worth your money it is like so I love Orvis I just I tend to go to great outdoor provision company a lot to buy clothes so I pick my flies up while I'm there. A lot of times that you're part of the, I think they call it the mule team, 
it'll be 10% off your flies. So uh, that's another little way to save money. I mean, I have stuff to tie flies. I just don't have time really to do it. And I wish I did have more time to do it. But um, some great companies, Wade Rod Co., Great Outdoor Provision Company, and Orvis. Those are all great companies to shop from and buy products from. Also, Wade, they sell other stuff like gear and things of that nature, uh, leaders. Uh, I don't know if they sell fly line or not, but Wade, they, they are doing an awesome job. And their Pelican Reels, if I ever get the money to do it, I'm going to buy one of those Pelican Reels because they look awesome. Um, that'll probably go for my five weight the next time I get a reel for it because the Cabela's rod reel is nice. It's just, it's getting worn out, really. I mean, because I, I fished with it a lot and I got some sand in it. I need to clean it. But, uh, so yeah, um, I also have, I think, I think the company is called, let me look real quick, um, Dragon Tail, uh, Tinkara Rod. I also have one of those. Uh, I got Tinkara Crazy there for a little while. Um, and that's all I was doing is Tinkara fishing. Um, if you haven't Tinkara fished, <coughs> I'm going to tell you, it's uh, a great extension of fly fishing, to be honest with you. Some people will say it's not fly fishing. Some people say it is. I say it is. Um, you use a fly, you're casting it. it it's a great. It's a awesome it's an awesome extra to have to fly fishing. Um, I know Tinkara USA makes awesome, awesome uh, Tinkara rods also. Uh, but, you know, I'm not rich. And if I was, I would have everything that I would want. As far as fly fishing gear, I'd have top of the line stuff. Not that Dragon Tail isn't. They make, it's just more, you know, it's, it's honestly more cost efficient um i think for everything with a set i got the komodo uh the komodo edition rod uh i think it it's 12 foot and then it has a zoom feature where you can extend it a little bit more and go to 13 foot um and then it come with a feral line uh 4x tippet and some flies so it's a for 165 bucks off of amazon <coughs> i got the one that is supposed to be able to handle bass because i fish for a lot of bass um i don't always get a chance to go up to the mountains and go fishing so uh a lot of bass and crappie and panfish and it handles it um, I was fly fishing one day and my brother come with me and he didn't have a rod so I was like well use a 10 car rod and um, I, he used it and he caught a bass off of it and it was probably about two pounds and it was a man, it was so fun to watch just to see that rod perform like it did um, it comes with a rod sock a clear a tip protector 
um, a, an aluminum uh, rod tube it for 165 bucks I don't think you can beat it it even has like the little it's like a little foam ring where you put your line around so that's a it's an awesome it's an awesome deal so those guys are also doing a very good job and you can buy sections if something breaks you can buy a section to that so it's a great deal really <coughs> um I use a lot of scientific anglers like line and leaders so I normally go with a 3x or a 4x leader uh, trout normally 4x bass and other like panfish and stuff I'll go with a, a 3x leader um, just in case I catch a big bass I have that extra test to uh, fight with so um, I've got Okay, so I did the rod rundown. Um, I use a lot of woolly buggers, um, hell mites, and I also use um, stonefly imitations, along with the kaburi uh, tinkar flies for my tinkar rod. I also use some some nymphs like. A, and I'm not really crazy. I'm not. I don't really know a whole lot about the nymph thing. Like, uh, honestly, I went up to Orvis and said I'm going trout fishing. This is what I wanted to use. Like, what picked me out some flies and gave me a bunch of flies and a lot of small nymphs. So I'm not going to sit here and try to like tell you what nymphs I have because I don't. I don't really know. Um, I know I have some stone a stone fly nymphs. Um, so, and I have some really small ones. I think like Prince Nymphs, Elk Hair Nymphs. Uh, I think a rain, I have some Rainbow Warriors. So, and those, the, the, the trout eat them up. <coughs> San Juan Warrant Worm. I have one of those. So, I use a lot of uh, submerging, you know, under the water flies. I don't use a whole lot of dry flies. Uh none really at all so I do do a uh, when I went trout fishing I did do a uh, two I did fish two nymphs at one time that was seemed to be pretty effective uh, I put a stone fly up top and then I put a, a rubber worm down at the bottom and it seemed to me as they really like the stone flies because I always caught it on the, the top fly so that's just a little from my experience that's what uh, I got from it is that they, they do they did eat up the, the stone flies um, we're talking about like 12 to 16 inch rainbows where I was fishing is a hatchery fed stream um, so for what I carry, I have a, I have a, uh, fish pond, a lumbar pack with a net, a, a rubber net I got from Academy, and also I used, um, 
I got a couple different fly boxes. I bought this foam fly boxes from Superfly. I keep all my big streamers and big woolies in there. Um, because when I fish for bass, I fish use like anywhere from a six to a four woolly bugger, a little something a little bit bigger. Um, so then uh, I have a smaller fly box. I have all the little compartments in it that I got from a great outdoor provision company. It's a, it's hard plastic and it has a lanyard on it so you can put it around your neck. <coughs> And then I just keep all my tippets and everything and my lumbar pack with, you know, my scissors and my forceps. Um, and then I have a rod holder from Fish Pond that goes with that lumbar pack. And that's really about it. Um, the waders I use, like I think I said, were from Academy. And so those work really, really good. Um, they're 800 tinselit, and I didn't even get cold when I went trout fishing with them. Then I use a wading jacket. I use a Drake wading jacket. Um, I bought it a long time ago, and so that's what I use. And that's about it. I mean, I got rubber waders for the summer and then I have those neoprene ones I wear in early spring late fall winter so uh I just wanted to give you guys a rig rundown on what kind of things I use and uh I hope this was helpful especially for you beginners oh and I forgot also I have a scientific anglers uh form caster and then I have the Orvis practicaster and I got the scientific anglers one was like 40 bucks and then the Orvis Practicaster is like 50 bucks. And that one comes like these little uh, Velcro fish so you can kind of test your aim. So, I mean, and those do help. I recommend those, especially for beginners. Because I was, I, when I first started, there was no way I was going fishing by myself and I had no idea. So I recommend do research, research, research listen to uh the orvis podcast there's a bunch of fly fishing podcasts you can listen to then there's fly fishing radio and they do a a show like every couple weeks and it's normally like three or four hours and it's a they have a guest on there that's either wrote a book or done something within the fly fishing community whether they're a scientist or a, you know a, a guide or something so meat eater podcast also they do talk about fly fishing in there that's an awesome podcast i i recommend that one too especially on the hunting side if you're gonna get into elk or even whitetail or anything like that they they really go into a lot of detail on hunting those animals so, um, yeah, um, all I've got to say is the only way you can learn if you're a beginner and you're listening to this, the only way you're going to learn to cast is if you get out there and cast. And remember, just because you cast on the ground, when, you, when the water element is added, it is a completely different animal. That tension off that water will trip you up a little bit, but you'll get it. Just keep on keeping on at it. 
Seriously. And if you see somebody on the river that's fly fishing and they look like they know what they're doing, don't be afraid to ask. That That's one thing I learned up in the mountains is they will help you. They should help you. That's what us as fly fishers should do. We should invite younger people and invite people that are trying to learn to fish into the community. Really. That's the same thing with anything. Hunting. Anything. We should invite people into this. And because... I mean, our conservation, we need the money. We need the people to, to buy products, and we need to um, have them help us out, like, really. And so we can keep this beautiful conservation work that we're trying to do, you know, going on. So, yeah, I recommend that uh, you should only embrace people to to fish, hunt, whatever you, whatever you're into, because <coughs> we need those people to buy this fishing license, so we get the money for the conservation part, because that's so important, um, so that was the first episode, um, it might have been a little boring, I just wanted to break down some of my gear that I use, and some of the companies I like, um, and that I would recommend you using, you know, um, and just from experience. So, um, the next podcast, I'm going to try to get an interview with, with a fisherman or a hunting guy. So just stay tuned and, uh, we'll have, you know, shirts and hats before long. Um, so until next time get out there and fish or hunt.